back to Premier League Procrastination, the newest and hottest Premier League podcast about with a total of 30 listens. So, you know, we've got a bit of an audience and we've got a bit of an audience. That's all that matters. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, co-host. Good start, good start. We love it. Um, Yeah, well, we can just keep going. You know, this is all part of the... People will know we're not perfect. Exactly. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. You know, we... We've finally done some mic checking, so hopefully yes. we're a bit better this week. It took about uh, 25 minutes to uh, check all the microphones. Like, I think people were like, because we released it so late, anyone that felt sorry for the fact we'd done this and no one was going to listen to it and actually did listen to it was just in bed like, oh, Hutch has got a really soothing voice and then you'd have Seth just shouting down the mic at you. I'm but I was ridiculously quiet as well. I'm so. just a loud person. I think that's that's all that I think I can say on that. Yeah, and we've, we've added that intro music. Um, if it's absolutely wank, then let us know, and we'll add a different one. I think we're going to add a new one every week. I think we're just going to have a different this is music, to me. music intro. Yeah, no, I, think, I was talking to my dad about it earlier. I think I'll just we just do a new one every week, and people can rate it out of 10. Yeah, I mean, we and can then get when people, make sure yeah. you need to rate it, because they're the only people that are listening, let's be real. But, uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking like we could like I could like play the guitar at the start of the episode. Do you play um, guitar? Yeah, pretty badly though. But I could give it a go. I could just like play the guitar as an intro and go, "Hello, welcome." He is. He's honest. He's just. I don't know what he's chatting because honestly, he's not said anything about this to me beforehand. He's just gone straight into the actual recording, saying he's going to play guitar. I'm all for well, it, I, mate. I, I, Bit well, of a live performance. Exactly. I've done nothing all weekend of the nice late, and you've been out partying. So you 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 haven't had the time. Whereas I've just been I've been sad thinking about this podcast. He's we're nice, going to be to be fair. we're going to be on match of the day. We're going to be on match of the day soon. It's yeah. going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. I mean, that's the next logical step, you know. Once you get 30-plus listens on Anchor, they do invite you to, like, go and match the days. It's what happens. Exactly. I mean, we're on all platforms. I keep getting notified every day. We're on, we're on, like, Google... Google Google Podcasts. Check us out on Google Podcasts, because (laughs) 100% of our listeners are on Spotify. Yeah, but some of them, not 100% are from the UK. We've got people from all over the place listening. I don't know who's listening in Israel. I don't know. Oh, my God. They've got nothing better to do with their life in Israel. I mean, I could, you know, fair enough. Yeah, listen to to us too. Exactly. They probably think that we're like the Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville equivalent. What, just two students that are, yeah. Also, I've seen that we have have like 6% female listener and i'm pretty sure that might be willow i'm not sure yeah uh, yeah and it must be one other girl as well because three percent is one person so <laughs> oh yeah it's got to be two two girls oh, i'm really sorry it's i don't know who that other girl is but it was, it's, it was, it's probably my mum so <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing good i mean we've got more listeners than just my dad and your dad so that was always I don't a good even start think my dad has listened mate in all honesty <laughs> I think my dad started and then gave up. But anyway, right, we do actually need to talk about some football here. Oh, um, we, we just chat. We just chat for <laughs> an hour. Oh, yeah. And we can just... Also, I wrote... So we have a Google Drive for this, and I, I put it as Seth Notes, and I just realised how, how much that looks like my name. And it, um, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I, don't, right. yeah I, I actually thought you'd completely... Not so I thought I just, either. you know, claimed my notes. So I've just written my full name as Seth Notes on the notes, but no, Seth's Notes. No, getting into correct. Seth's notes, Seth's in-depth detail notes on Brentford versus Arsenal, the first game of the new Premier League season. Uh, it was a cracking game. Um, I was uh, I was a hundred percent engaged, as unlike Thomas over here, because I was, as he said, going out. We had it on whilst we were praying, and we did celebrate Brentford's goals. It was obviously two-nil victory for the bees at the Brentford Community Stadium, um, and yeah, we'll just. 
to start the podcast here, I guess. So, I mean, I was really impressed by the sort of the way that the Brentford front two, uh, they work so hard. Ivan Tony and Umbermo. 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 There we go. Yeah, That's a level of quality on this podcast. You know, we know it, every it, everyone's name. Well, mate, you pronounced the, the new centre-half last week. It was like Marcus Guayhai or something you said. I was like, what on earth is that? Well, how do you actually say it? <laughs> I don't know, mate, but I got told it was wrong. So I'm not uh, going to Well, at least, it. you know, people are listening. That's all that matters. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I, I was really impressed by Brentford's front too. They were looking to get in behind um, with their pace. And, you know, Tony was using his sort of big man, hit man style. And they were winning headers like there's no tomorrow. And, Arsenal just didn't know how to deal with it. They were getting in behind. That, and, you know, Brentford were dominating Arsenal in the air, which is not what you'd expect from a new Premier League team. You know, they're always looking to play positive football. They're all, you know, they were always winning their headers and, and getting them forward. And, you know, Brentford did take the lead. Obviously, they won 2 0, so Arsenal never even really ruined a chance. But I just think for their goal, they just allowed too much space, Arsenal. You know, it's a poor clearance in the lead up. And it just sort of is. You know, tangible evidence of Arsenal's poor defence. They just had a lack of rubbish. In, they just had a lack of intensity, they, especially they for the goals. It was terrible. I mean, uh, Thomas Frank before the game said how excited he was to get started and how he believes in the talent his group of players has got. Uh, they set up really well. I mean, it was just men against boys, uh, as I think they actually said on the commentary. It was just men against boys. Um, Honestly, Ivan Tony just destroyed Ben White. I don't think Ben White's going to work if they're going to play a back two. He was good at Brighton because they played a back three and he's good at distributing the ball. But back two against Brentford, who have such a high press. I mean, there was one stage where they had four players in the Arsenal box and they were 1-0 up at that point. That's just its just ridiculous. Like Four players pressing the keeper. I, I was absolutely over the moon with it. It was really, really good. I think... The, the strikers were coming back and they were defending. That you, had, Tony was at left back and right back, and and Burma was just sort of sitting up there and they were just hoofing the ball to him. And he was a massive danger. He was so 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 impressive. Um, and then they had the, the one of their new signings. I was really impressed with was their box to box midfielder Onyeka. They call him Frank the Tank, <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, he was really good. And of course. Their first goal came from one of the only small amounts of Premier League experience they've got in the squad, which was Canos. And flipping hell, was that a goal? It was. It was a goal. I mean, <laughs> no, but it was. It was a great goal. I think. Yeah, it was so, I mean, but Arsenal just sort of, you know, they almost rolled out the red carpet for him to go into the box. They almost didn't expect him to have any kind of shot behind him. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know what Arteta says to them at half time. I, I mean. No. I, I, I don't know what he says to them because he, he hasn't won a game um, where they've been behind at half time. No. He's I know never I saw won a that, game. wasn't it? It was mad. I mean, he's come back to draw six of them, I think, out of 20 odd. But still, you know, he probably just sort of sits there and, like, says, he's, you know, probably just congratulates them on all they've done yeah. well. Well done, boys. You're not losing yeah. like, too many goals. But, Go um, out there and, and start playing a little bit better if you can. Yeah, please. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest, boys. Um, I, I really like, like Brentford. I mean, I, I've gone for the, uh, you know, their nickname is obviously the Bees, and I've literally written Brentford swarming the Arsenal when attacking. I mean, oh, yeah. yes, lots of old man phrases like that. They weren't, but, but they, you know, they're applying the pressure, you know, and I feel like the Arsenal players didn't know what to hit them. I mean, the only player I thought that came out with a semi decent rating for Arsenal was Kieran Tierney, and actually. 
That was oh, only yeah, going he forwards. was so good. Well, he, he was, was a... he was brilliant. He he deserved he he like deserved to be on the winning team. I thought that yeah. Smith Rowe Smith Rowe was really good as well. Uh, I don't know why Saka didn't start. I mean, and then they bought him they bought him on and they took off they took off Martinelli like one of their only strikers and they're just playing the same football as they did last year, which was the ball to Tierney and Tierney crosses into the box. Well, playing that against Brentford two 0 down when you don't actually have any strikers playing on the pitch at that point. Well, you're not going to score any goals, are you? Was there anyone ever in the box? Uh, Pepe's rubbish. He's absolutely awful. He's like yeah. when Sterling was at Liverpool. He looks good on the ball, but does absolutely nothing with it. Well, that was the thing. Is Tierney was getting forward. I mean, he was awful defensively, but attacking-wise, he came out semi-decent rating, I think. But he was putting the balls into the box. And I guess, you know, the argument is, oh, when... Aubameyang back and when Lacazette's back, you know, but you, you, Arsenal cannot, they cannot continue to make excuses for their poor performances. They need to own, they need to own up and say, look, we played badly today. I understand that we were poor, and I think the thing is, Arsenal just didn't create enough chances. They didn't put the pressure on the team in the top. You know, it act, Brentford almost plays as if they were the team that is part of the top six. I mean, arguably, Arsenal aren't even part of that top six anymore. But you know. All that Arsenal have at their disposal, they should be beating a team like Brentford. And I mean, no offence, I'm not going to call it a team like Brentford actually, because you know they've they've just beat Arsenal. You know, but Arsenal, you know, on paper, fine. You know, if it is sort of done financially, then yeah, Arsenal financially have the better players. They played paid more for their players. You know, how much did they spend Pepe for? Seventy odd million. Oh, it's too much money. And, and then they've got players like that and they're still playing Callum Chambers at right back. Well, Callum I mean, Chambers, he was awful. He was he terrible. He was. He, ha- he hasn't been good enough when he's been out on loan for the last couple of years. So I don't understand why he's walking straight back to this Arsenal team. I mean, Arsenal a joke, but it is quite funny. I mean, that second goal they conceded is the most Arsenal goal I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was but, just absolutely But awful. let's not take anything so away from Brentford because actually Brentford 100% deserved this win. Um, you know they, you know that Arsenal second goal. Although Arsenal defended poorly, Brentford were able to apply the pressure like they had been all game. You know they were they were the team that was controlling the intensity and controlling the tempo from the kickoff. And I think Thomas Frank deserves a lot of credit for the way he set up and the way that, you know, the bees were actually able to overcome, you know, a team that has won Premier League titles before. Yeah, so, oh, yeah it was amazing. Oh, was when it, when the game first started. There was that they were so sort of shaky, and there there wasn't really any football getting played. It was just they were just sort of kept losing the ball and chasing it down. But when that first goal went in, after that, that was that was it. That's all they needed, wasn't it? So full marks to Brentford. Um, hopefully, you know, for Arsenal fans' sake, they can improve. But it's quite funny to uh, watch their continual demise. And I do not know why I said they finished sixth because I think sixteenth is looking more likely at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say that was that was a stupid decision from you to put them sixth. Yeah, <laughs> it with hindsight's a wonderful thing, mate, isn't it? I mean, you know, Leeds <laughs> probably wish they had defended better against Man United with hindsight, but uh, you know, Man United Leeds, what a game! What a game to start that Saturday of, of brilliant football. Yeah, um, I mean, it was good. I, I I I just couldn't get over how positive. Man, you looked, and they didn't even have Sancho or Rashford or Cavani for that matter. It was basically a whole different team, a whole different Ole. He's gone away over the summer and has like reinvented himself as this attacking manager who is willing to, you know, play to his players' strengths. You know, he allowed Pogba to play in that sort of fluid role where 
you know, he's been sticking Pogba as a defensive midfielder when actually Pogba's strengths lie on his creativity. And, you know, Pogba showed, you know, give me free reign in that midfield and I'll show you what I can do. And some of those, you know, four assists in itself is incredible. Yeah, but, I mean, I sort, of, I sort of disagree. I think that Solskjaer has never played Pogba as a holding mid. I think he knows he can't play Pogba as a holding mid. That's why he always plays McSauce and Fred, who both of them, especially McSauce, had a very, very, very good game. Uh, and... Uh, he he plays Pogba on that side and he does his best to get the most out of his players Man U have played good football last season the second half of the season especially I mean they finished second for a reason they played good football um, but they've gone away and they've come back and players like Greenwood are going to really kick on which is really nice to see Greenwood, and, played, Greenwood played brilliantly but they need that they need this season from Pogba they signed him for so much money and but Solskjaer's playing him out in space and he he decided he was going to play today, uh, not today. Whenever the game was uh, Saturday, yeah. Saturday, yeah. You know, it, and he and he played, and it, he he played so so well. Four assists. The link of play was brilliant. Picking people out, playing people through. Uh, it was just great. I, I thought Greenwood had a fantastic game. Yeah, Fernandez. Yeah, well, Fernandez hat trick. What more can you say? I just think the one thing I really stood out to me was the way in which Greenford and Bruno they were expecting the balls that you know provided they'd obviously worked a lot on it in training where you know they'd expected Leeds to give them a sort of a lot of space and Pogba was able to pick out those players and play the balls over the top and you know Bruno and Greenwood didn't even look over their shoulders they just started running because they knew the ball was coming and it yeah. worked it worked wonders I mean Greenwood was brilliant all round as well you know he he was showing a willingness to run back to the, the halfway line and beyond and you know, do his defensive duties, which I think he hasn't really done in the past, which is brilliant. You know, he's really maturing as a player and he's, you know, he's our age and he's playing for United and starting for United in the first game of the season. It's incredible. You know, and it's, it's he, you know, he has got an insane amount of talent and I really feel like this season is opportunity. You know, they've signed Sancho, so they're not going to be playing him, you know, out of position kind of. They're you know, yeah. he wants to play as number nine and he has the opportunity now. With Cavani injured for the start of the season, he needs to, you know, it's an audition to Ole and say, pick me, you know, pick me over this other guy and I'm going to score you this many goals and I can prove it because I scored against Leeds, I'm going to score next week. Well, yeah, and they've signed Varane as well. I mean, they announced it at the game. I mean, he's got big shoes to fill in uh, Phil Jones and uh, <laughs> didn't give Lindelof. Him, you didn't give him the number four, did you see that? No, yeah, that's, oh, that's so funny. I, I'm actually, I actually quite love the shit outsery from uh, Phil Jones. <laughs> from what Phil man. Jones. He is better than him anyway. I play Phil Jones every week. I just think Manu have got it wrong. I can't yeah, lie. I mean Harry Maguire. I'd definitely pick Phil Jones. I mean, you know, you were slag, slag, slagging off Victor Lindelof there, but actually, I mean, I don't know what Lindelof has been drinking over the summer break, but that ball he provided for uh, was it Bruno's yeah. Bruno's hat trick or was it? Yeah. His... He... Yeah, it was really good, and he and he marked Bamford really well all game. Yeah. Not that Bamford had a lot to do, to be honest. They didn't, they didn't get. That's the problem. Leeds just it didn't work for them because they just didn't get enough players in and around Bamford. But how can you with two holding mids? Yeah. So I just think, you know, I just think Solskjaer played it really well. He went for his two holding mid tactic. McSauce plays so well. I think that if he can sort his passing out, then he could play there on his own. Why, um, why do they call him McSauce? I have no I, idea. I think it was a joke because he wasn't actually very good, but he's yeah. actually quite good now. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, Fred obviously scored, but I mean, it shows how Leeds. I've, the thing is, the thing I love about Leeds is that they never give up. You know, even if they're four-one down against United, they will still play with the same intensity, and it does work for them because they do win games 
by huge margins, but obviously it didn't work for them today. The only way they looked like scoring was a wonder strike, and what a strike it was! It was Luke Ayling, yeah. number two, wonder goal to I bring know, it back. How on earth has he done that? How on earth has he done that? You used to play for Yeovil Town. I know. I don't know. I don't understand how he had that in his locker. I don't think he knew he had that in his locker. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sat over the summer just thinking, right, just don't score an own goal or anything. First game of the season, you know, his season's peak there basically. Yeah, well, I think I think Leeds don't have anything to worry about. It's not doomsday. Oh, no. I mean, Rio Ferdinand said at the start of the game, he said, watching the players warm up, the Man U players, he actually went, you know what? I actually think we're in better shape than I thought we were. And mm, that's and that's hard. I mean, maybe they could come. Maybe, I don't think they can challenge. I mean, Man no. City obviously lost to Spurs, but Man City have lost to Spurs before and still won the title. They yeah, did it's last not expensive. So, it was a Mourinho shit house win instead of a. <laughs> New no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, um, yeah. So should, should we should we move on to a bit of a? Oh, we don't need to stay long on this game. I don't think Chelsea Palace. Not much to say is there. Could uh, have could have put a bet on yeah. that, and we we could be down the points. Yeah, down the just, the points now. I mean, it was oh. good. I mean, it was a good game from Chelsea. Palace played about as well as I thought they were going to <laughs> under Patrick yeah. Vieira. I think their defence. You know, they didn't really help themselves with their defence they sort of did sort of just bend over and say right here we go <laughs> here you go here you go yeah. Tuchel here's three goals I mean I mean Chelsea obviously were on the front foot from the get go and obviously their pressure led to a free kick that Alonso put away I mean it's what a free kick but you know he's played he scored them before and it's an awful decision for the Palace player to make a foul there um, I, I did like the way that you know Chelsea were pushing the ball out wide they are obviously I can see why they've signed Romelu Lukaku because obviously they were they have players that are, can put that killer ball into the box and when they've got big Rom in there, I mean they were playing it a lot on the floor on Saturday against Palace, but obviously when Rom's in there as well, they have the option to play it in the air so he can knock it in. So it's going to be exciting. I mean that's how their their second goal came about. The Pulisic goal is Mount drifting out wide, putting the ball into the box, and the keeper having to just parry it no no choice but to parry it into the the path of Pulisic but um yeah so yeah it's it a good, lot to be excited about too. yeah I mean it's good third goal I, I, mean, I think it's the, so mad yeah it's the crazy. emotional there's more the emotion behind it as well you know his debut and you know the the tweet in 2016 Trevor Chalibur saying he's going to do it for his mum and obviously yeah. he has he's made it and it's amazing games on loan playing at Ipswich wow. he was at Lorient last like season yeah not bad though, to be fair um, well, it was great. It was a, it was a great goal. Uh, he suited the back three. I think he liked to charge forward quite a lot throughout the game. Um, I mean, Palace were never going to win, though, were they? Really? Uh, they, no. they need more signings. I think. Well, I mean, Gary Lineker said it on Match of the Day that Palace fans need to be patient. But I'm sorry, I, I don't know who they're going to bring that's going to save the day. I think Eze. He's, he's out, come isn't back. He? Yeah, yeah he, he's going to come back. Well, I, I still don't think that's enough. I just. I mean, like you look at Norwich. Norwich haven't spent a lot of money, haven't signed a lot of players, but they were still a threat against Liverpool. They have. Norwich have, have signed a few players. And yeah, but they've signed. They, they haven't. They haven't, they haven't signed, signed big names. Players, they haven't have signed they? players like Michael Olise, who is one of the greatest players in the Championship last season. I, I know what you're saying. It is, I just don't. I just don't think they. I just don't think they're going to stay up. I, no, I can't see them staying up. I mean, you know, obviously with Zaha, they are going to win games. They have players like Zaha. And like you say, when Eze comes back, Jordan Ayew is a very underrated striker, as I said last week. And 
But there's a reason why Zaha's still at Palace after all these years, and it's because yeah. he's not actually. I think I think he's just overrated. I think he just maybe if he went to a, a big club, you know, he, he might prove everyone prove me wrong anyway. But but I think it's past his. He's past. He's getting past it now. I think. I mean. Yeah, I think he's just wasted his career there. Palace going to get relegated, and he's going to be playing Rotherham in the Championship. <laughs> so. Um, Zaha, that's all I'm saying. Palace didn't really make many opportunities, but I mean, it's unfair to judge them on their first game of the season away at Chelsea. I think very few teams are going to get come away from France to Stamford Bridge this season with a result. So, yeah, I mean, you can't really judge them yet, um, but no. I do think that they haven't done well enough in the transfer window. That you know, this is a transitional season, but I don't understand if they wanted the transitional season while well, they brought in a manager whose previous experience was managing. New York City, but I'm not paid <laughs> lots of money to run a football club, so we'll have to see how it goes. But um, yeah, uh, would you say it's early warning warning signs for Palace then? Yeah, well, well, I thought it was early warning signs when they bought Patrick Vieira in as their manager. Yeah. Maybe they just thought that. Uh, maybe they thought they were trying to sign him as a midfielder instead of bringing him <laughs> yeah. as the manager. <laughs> then he came in. They realised he was an old codger and had to put him on put him on the managerial job. Here we go, though. Result of the weekend. Watford yeah. three, Villa should have been Villa nil, but it was Villa two. Um, the result absolutely completely flattered Aston Villa. I thought they were dross. I mean, it doesn't take anything away from Watford, but Villa. I mean, you, we said it during the game. You messaged me and said this is basically the same Villa team with Ashley Young instead of Jack Grealish. What do you expect to happen? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. But um. You know, Watford still had to. Uh, you know, turn up on the day, and they did. Obviously, the fans back at Vicarage Road for the first time. Full. I mean, Ismaili Asar rose to the occasion. I mean, I think Matt Target is going to be having nightmares for the next six weeks about Ismaili Asar. They subbed him yeah. off at half time for someone who he was crying. Forty one. He he just couldn't deal with them. I mean, I mean, Sar is just he amazes me week in week out and. You know, if we stay up, he's going to be a main reason. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis, I didn't actually expect him to start. Um, I expected Dini to start up top, which would have been awful. But luckily, uh, Cisco went with Emmanuel Dennis. And what, what decision it turned out to be, because he obviously scored Watford's first goal. He's he, And the main thing is that his pace is able to keep up with Saar. So, you know, two, all three of our goals were started with moves that, you know, were near our own box, you know, pushing the ball forward, allowing the the pace of Saar and Dennis to to outrun the, you know, the centre backs of Villa of Mings and Konza, and actually, it just the pace was too much for them. The first goal, Dennis was, move his movement into the box is something that Watford have been crying out for. He's going to have to have that movement because he's not very big, is he? I no, he's only five foot seven. But his the finish was brilliant. I mean, he was first one was blocked but the, he reacted it fell nicely back to him and he slotted it away I mean Troy Deeney would have still been running out of our own box you know what I mean he would not have been able to keep yeah. up the pace of Ismaili Asar so that was a, a proper striker's goal and Watford have been you know ever since Igalo left and you know fell out of his prime we've been looking for that and yeah I mean and I mean our third goal contender for goal of the weekend I mean there was a lot of good goals this weekend I mean Kuko I think Ailing Ailing going to win yeah. that <laughs> Cuco Hernandez has been at Watford for four years um, and he's been out on loan for, for all those years so this was actually a competitive debut but you know this kid has been spoken about since 2017 as you know part of the future of Watford I mean and I can see why I mean it's almost as if Villa didn't know he was on the pitch because he came on a sub in about the 60th minute 
and then 47 seconds later he scored he cut him from the left uh, we're going to suit up referees later but Mike Dean played a, a really good advantage I thought he let play go on ball came out to Kuka on the left and he cut him to his right foot and uh, sent Martinez you know trying to dive to save someone he's never going to get hit the post and went in and, and what a debut yeah, um, and what performance Cisco's first game in the Premier League and you know I was a bit worried about his tactical awareness but I think I was proven wrong um, so yeah, I mean Villa you know they, their two goals were you know one was a penalty that was about as stonewall a penalty I think you'll ever see and the other was an excellent finish from John Begin um, a moment I thought Bailey class. came on and injected actually a bit of life into the sorry, team I don't know that one oh, sorry <laughs> Is that your election? Oh dear. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Gonna yeah, get don't say it. I've, oh no. Oh, here we go. This is the this is the level of a uh, professionalism at this podcast. I'm going to keep this in. Yeah, uh, I exactly. agree. Ba- Bailey, um, Bailey looked good. Uh, it's, it, I think he'll probably start the next game. And surely he will. You can't start Ashley Young on the left wing. It was Villa just will look better for it. Integrating him in. I the mean, thing- I. I I couldn't believe it. Ings scored his penalty, and then about a minute later, Cash. So one of the Watford players nearly brought Cash down in the box. I, I know. Well, yeah, that was classic Watford ending to a game. But I think, I think, yeah, I, Villa definitely missed out a trick on not starting someone a bit quicker at left mid because we played Craig Kafka a right back for some unbeknown reason. I mean, obviously he is the Northern Irish Cafu, but uh, you know that doesn't. So we, I don't think Villa expected that. So, you know, if they had thought that Craig Cathcart was going out starting right back, they would have started someone with a bit of pace that would have been able to take him on because he's not very good. Um, he's not very quick. I mean, he's defensively good, but he's a centre-back by trade. He's not... But, um, yeah, I think Villa, you know, everyone sort of was licking them up and saying, oh, they're going to be incredible. And I think we sort of really shut them up for a bit, which I'm, I'm glad. Sorry, to sorry Zen, but... Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that you know we're off the mark with a win and a good win as well. I mean, it would have been nice if it was a three 0 but um, he's going to block you on everything because you've just said. Yeah, that. I'm sure he that's, will. Uh, that's if he gets this far through the podcast. I doubt. I doubt it. I mean, th- I mean, yeah, if I get a message from him tomorrow and it says what are you say, and then we know at least we got someone that makes it through to about twenty five minutes. Yeah, no, I know. He, he, we've had, we did have a, quite a few people that listened to the whole thing last week. I couldn't get over did it. Did really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, I mean, even I didn't listen to it. I mean, I just literally we finished recording it and I just put it online. Yeah, <laughs> so. it was little preparation. Yes. Right. right. Your anyway, team now. Football. Your oh, team. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Um, I'll okay, let you so take this one. Wolves Leicester. Uh, it was just a classic Wolves, really. It was a tale of two halves. Uh, Leicester just absolutely destroyed us first off. I mean, the. Vardy just a constant menace, just tearing it up through the middle. Like he's just running rings around our defenders. Connor Cody is slow, really, really slow. He's pretty bad in a one v one. I size is a centre mid, so his positioning when he plays at centre back is absolutely appalling. Uh, and Max Kilman's pretty slow as well. So he basically just had free roam, and that's what Leicester's plan was: was just the ball over the top or through, like through the lines. Trying to find, trying to find Vardy in any channel possible, basically, um, and it was a bit, it was a bit of a shame because we sort of soaked up the pressure quite well. Uh, Adama had a ridiculously good chance to score, and that's why Adama is playing at Wolverhampton Wanderers and not at Barcelona because he's one on one with the keeper, gassed his way through everyone, 
uh, and puts it a yard wide. I don't know how he hasn't scored that because that's usually something he actually can score. Um, yeah, and then Vardy scored and it went 1-0. It was just poor defending. Uh, it was a great bit of determination from Pereira uh, to get through two Wolves players to cross it in. And it was great movement from Vardy getting in front of his man and sticking in the net uh, from across. Uh, yeah, and then second half, I don't know what Bruno Large said at half time, I don't know what he fed them or what they were sniffing, but they came out and Wolves were just completely different. Uh, we just went at them. We just went, well, I think we just went, fuck it really. And we just went at them. Uh, we played quite well, though we ha- I think we had... I think we had 17 shots by the end. Finally tested Schmeichel a couple of times, but nothing seemed to go go right. Uh, Trincao just lost the ball quite a lot. Adama missing sitters. Uh, yeah, I, I think Leicester deserved to win. But it wasn't all doom and gloom. I thought we were going to get absolutely spanked about 4-0 by Leicester. So for Wolves to get a 1-0 and actually look, look to a stage where we probably should have got a draw. I think that second half we were definitely the better team. Uh, that's obviously complete bias, though. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I, match I, Vardy. I thought uh, Wolves looked almost scared. <laughs> I think, obviously... Did you say that your new manager was either... Was he attacking or defensive? It's uh, very attacking. He's very attacking. I mean, you would not guess that. I mean, Wolves were just getting men behind the ball. There's no tomorrow. I think it was, there was one point in the first half where you had all ten men behind the ball. Oh, yeah. We couldn't get out of our... We actually couldn't get out of, the, out of our own half in the first half. We got absolutely battered. Yeah, it allowed Leicester uh, to sort of build the pressure. I, but think, I, think, I think we just didn't know what we would do. I, just, I, I mean, second half, Trincao dropped deeper and we had some sort of link to the attack. And it, it, it changed. Second half changed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not doom and gloom, like you say. I think Leicester are obviously a very good side and they, they could go, you know, Champions League this season. So, 1-0 yeah, at the start right. of the game, you know, your, your boss's first competitive game is not a bad I know, and you're taking result. the piss, but Adama got his expected goals for the game was 0.81, which yeah, is the highest scored. he's ever had under Wolves. He should have scored twice, I thought. Yeah, well, he was playing quite narrow and we're playing him inverted, which is quite nice. I quite like it. Hopefully, we can get him in behind a bit more. We just lack a centre-half on that side that can play play a through ball from the back. Mosquera looked like he had the ability to do that and he was threading some nice balls for him. So, when he's back, hopefully... Yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, yeah, it's not play. all doom and gloom for one then. I, I thought Leicester played really well. They uh, It was obviously a difficult... It's always difficult to play a team that sit, you know, can't get out of their own half in the first half, you know. And they, you know, they have the players that are able to break them down. I think the goal was brilliant. I mean, it probably should have been betterly defended, but should yeah. have been defended better. I mean, Pete Pereira managing to beat two Wolves players, but I mean, it was a brilliant finish by Vardy. And Vardy's showing that he's not, you know, all these people that are saying this is, you know, Vardy's done, he's too old. 34 yeah. years old and he's still scoring for fun. I did like his celebration as well. The, yeah, uh, I love that. That. I was, that was absolute shit house. We love it. He is. He's he's a proper shit house, and I'm I'm actually all for it. He's the Premier yeah, League's better. Um, but I did like uh, Leicester's uh, passing build up. I thought it was a thing of beauty. Honestly, the way they just you know the pass and run is cl- it's a classic. You know, everyone does it in football, but you know the way that Leicester were able to sort of translate it into the game. One yeah, touch. they have good game management, everything. It's the whole thing about them. Rogers, you know, he has them defending well, he has them attacking well, and, you know, they're definitely on for another European finish, and I think... Yeah, he's not good enough to get in top four, though. No, I, I think you'd have to be a very, very good manager to get that squad top four, though. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, right, I don't well, think he's got in his locker. I, another two teams that I don't think are going to get top four are Everton and Southampton. 
Um, I mean, I, th I thought Everton actually started very brightly. Um, I mean, they went one 0 down, but Damari Gray looked like a man re, you know, reinvented. You know, he was almost the focal point of all of Everton's attack to start with. Down that, uh, you know, they were looking out to get the ball to him on the right. So obviously they're trying to exploit his crossing ability and getting the ball into to Dominic, Big Dom, Calvert Lewin. Um, yeah, well, that was their aim the whole game. They had yeah. 17 crosses in the game, which wow, is that's a good. Great start. I think Benitez is finally going to use Dominic Calvert Lewin properly uh, and just get the early crosses mm. into the box. Uh, I think Richardson understands that. I mean, he, he what? He he's just come back. He's been back a week and he's starting already. Uh, you know, he, he just just won the Olympics. He must be on an absolute high. Comes back, starts. I'm glad yeah. Decore is playing further forward as well. That was nice. He scored a goal. Proves he, he's not holding mid. I mean, Allen was injured last season. Which is why he was playing a deeper role, I think, to Corey, but much better. I mean, you, you know him quite well from Watford. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he's a good player, and I feel like he had scored goals like that for us before. His ability to sort of turn around in the box and his agility is good, and obviously he knows where the goal is. He scored quite a few times for for Watford. I mean, it is quite painful seeing two Watford ex Watford players score for Everton. Um, but I just think Southampton's defending for Decore's goal is laughable. It was almost yeah. like when you play football in the playground in year six and you all just want to run towards the ball. There was actually three players running towards the ball and none of them did anything. They just let him... Yeah, it was you know, an old man saying... to the top left, top right. It was, it was bees round a honeypot. It old was, uh, but I mean... I got they... told that we speak like old men, so I thought we got to keep the old, <laughs> old man phrases. That's a, that's a great piece of advice. Um, I mean, Adam Armstrong looked good. I mean, that finish on your Premier League debut is something to be proud of. Well, I don't know. I mean... It... It was sort of a gift of a chance. I mean, he, he had to beat the keeper, but yeah. I thought that Southampton's only goal was a Everton mistake. Which oh yeah, they looked means awful. All the goals, all the goals were Everton's goals. Really, I, I just thought that Southampton were rubbish. They were. But I think it. I think it's it's good that Hassan Hurtle's playing a, a front two because Shea Adams or Armstrong on their own that would just be too much for them. I think. But it is a championship. Goal. It's a championship quality front two. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's, it's terrible. It, it, I mean, I, I mean, Adam Armstrong. Is a decent player, but Che Adams, you know, he said he wanted to win the league at Southampton, didn't he? I mean, that says all you need to know about him. But um, there just wasn't anything to talk about Southampton. I mean, you know, they, they've sold their best centre back, they've sold yeah. Vestergaard now. So if they, they if they can stay up, then that's a an impressive achievement from Hassan Hutl. Because Hassan Hutl, you know, he's a decent manager. In he, you know, he's he's dealing with players that you know like bees or honeypot he's dealing with players that can't defend basically and he they're just the best defender someone. yeah he needs to bring in someone with experience I mean Gary Cahill's free yeah. why don't they take him they are linked with him I've seen today they're, um, and nice. the fans are begging for Gary Cahill which that's you know how dire your situation is when your fans yeah. are begging for Gary Cahill <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll, they'll be asking for Phil Jones next oh god he's been at United 10 years well I mean have you got anything else to say about did I mean they just didn't really offer much. I mean, it was uh, a nice goal. It was just boring for them. They took the lead, really. but Ever I mean, I don't think Everton are going to score three goals very often under Rafa Benitez, so their fans should soak it up. Southampton, a long journey back to the south coast, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't really say a lot more about Southampton. No, I reckon we just move on. Move on to uh, another thrilling Premier League game of Burnley Brighton. Yeah, wow. Um, it's such a Burnley oh, goal. Did you? you I, yeah, see the I, I want to. I definitely want to take this one. Oh, oh go on, God. Then, mate. I mean, the, the, it, it was just 
awful. <laughs> I mean, the classic, the most shithouse Brexit Burnley goal on the planet I with know. Tarkovsky basically flattening Malpo and then putting it in the net. I mean, Goodmanson. I oh, then burst out laughing watching the game because Goodmanson hit the post minutes later, I know. actually playing some like decent football. That was so funny. And then I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself when Ben Mee nearly scored another header. I just, <laughs> I thought this they, is awful. Like, they should have been free Brighton. up, shouldn't they? Really? Yeah. I was like, Brighton, please come out second half. Please come out second half and play some football. And they did. Malpe scored on his birthday. They brought that motor on. It's he a got great loose, set him up. We had. Um, the, the good old Argentinian McAllister, the least Argentinian yeah. man on Ele- the entire what planet. What is it? Alexis McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, you're Scottish. <laughs> Stop trying to add flair to your game. I know you're a cam, but just accept, accept your roots. Um, but yeah, I mean, he came on and scored. So it was very good Graham Potter game management with the subs. Well, both uh, goals were identical, weren't they? They're just yeah. Cro- crosses from probably the exact same spot on the right hand sighted of the box so and just you know I mean poor defending from Burnley but you know it's you know what they've been training do you know what I mean but I mean Alexis McAllister has probably got to be the worst number 10 in Premier League history yeah he's pretty diabolically the fact he's earned the number 10 for a Premier League club I mean he scored but I mean I I could not tell you one thing about him I didn't even know he existed until this weekend it was just me and my housemates just used to laugh at the fact he was Argentinian. Is he actually Argentinian? <laughs> That's what he says he is, yeah. Is it like a Ben Brereton for uh, for Blackburn? He's gone from scoring the Copa America to scoring it like... He scored two games in the row in the Championship at like Rotherham at home or wherever it was. Yeah, literally. Like, like Millwall, Millwall away. This <laughs> is brilliant. He's playing alongside Chilean players like, I don't even know if Alexis Sanchez plays anymore. But yeah, yeah, I mean, playing at Millwall away is brilliant. Yeah, well, Uh, I was happy with the 2 1. I I think that Burnley play ugly, hoofball, set piece, boring, disgusting football. Oh, yeah, there are any chances. I hope they get relegated. I mean, I really hope they get relegated. That's your opinion, mate. I mean, I I would not be too upset if Burnley did get relegated. I cannot lie. But um, also, if they stay up, then they've. I don't know. I mean, it's quite funny to see goals like Tarkovsky. I mean, he obviously well, wants that move them. to Arsenal if he's flattering me or po- me Mope. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Getting in there, getting in there early. Yeah, I mean, another team probably a bit unlucky. I mean, Norwich. I think they're a bit unlucky. I, I think Liverpool. I don't like praising Liverpool, but you know, they were just too quick on the attack. Their uh, their fizzing passes along the floor were brilliant and. Uh, I feel like their first goal, I feel like Salah tried to play it off as an assist, but actually he probably just miscontrolled the ball that it just fell perfectly to Jota. Yeah, Jota didn't do a lot all game, really. He just scored. scored. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, as a striker, that's all he got to do, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's decent. And then Firmino came on, scored as well. I think I've got a feeling he'll score some more this season, but yeah. with Firmino. That's a great prediction. Striker will score goals. I know, exactly. <laughs> Defensive striker, don't forget. Exactly. Um, that, uh, I think they'll miss one yard a little bit, but I mean they've had Naby Keita for so long. He's on his final year of his contract. It'd be good if they could get a good season out of him because he definitely hasn't set the world alight. Yeah, he was pretty at Leipzig, or was yeah. it? Yeah, and he just he just hasn't kicked on a Merseyside. I think he obviously he, he started all right because I remember running my fantasy team when he first moved, and he actually brought back some decent returns. And he got injured for the whole season, and uh, I mean. So, yeah, I think Norwich shouldn't be too disheartened. I mean, they had two very good chances. 
Cantwell, you know, decent player, playing that sort of roaming role we spoke about earlier with Pogba out on the right-hand side, brilliant ball into Pukki, and I feel like Pukki two years ago puts that in. Um, yeah, well, I think they'll be all right. I think going forward, they're much better than they were when they yeah. were last up. I mean, yeah. they're down Buen Deer, but that Rashika looks pretty deadly. Yeah, right, Rashika. Obviously came from... Uh, Rashika, Ver- whatever he's called. Werder Bremen in the Bundesliga, so he's got top-flight experience, and I think, yeah, I mean, the thing is, you've got to take your chances against, you know, against sides like Liverpool. Um, Norwich, you know, they're not going to get many chances. They're going to sit back all game. So if you do have a chance to take the lead, you need to. And that's how, you know, obviously, I mean, there no, they were no laughing matter last time either. They beat Man City at, you know, at Carrow Road. And I think if yeah, they'd scored... Yeah, injuries. Yeah, and I think they've, they've signed a few players. You know, they sold their best player. But I think, you know, all should not be lost. I, I don't think they should be too disheartened. I mean, that's know, Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool at home in the first game of the season is a difficult exactly. game. That's you know, awful. And that's that's, terrible that's not the type of game that you need to win to stay up. It's just a free hit. I know it's sort of a very cliche thing to say, but, you know, Norwich aren't judged on their ability to play teams like Liverpool. Um, no. And they, they actually look decent, so I think they'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Wagner definitely made some managerial mistakes in the fact that he just left their defence wide open by yeah. going forward a lot. He also didn't put anyone on Salah for the for the goal that made Salah's fifth consecutive opening game goal yeah, in the Premier man, League, isn't which is, is a record, I think. A record? God, you are coming out with the stats today, mate. Uh, I don't know if it's an overall... I, I, I just heard it was a record. I don't know what's a record of. It might be Salah's record. I mean, obviously it, it's Salah's record. It obviously it is might be Salah's Liverpool's record. record. I think it's it just League a record. record. I mean, I think he made his debut at Watford and he scored and we drew three all. Yeah. But that well, was 2017, true. but I mean, yeah. 2016, evidently. Good old Billy Gilmore got loads of homophobic yeah, abuse. I did. Why? I, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, don't, I, I don't know. It's. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're giving homophobic abuse to anyone, you need to really look at yourself in the mirror and really think, what am I doing in my life? Exactly. You, Especially you if, you, if you if you go to the football, <laughs> if you go to the football, was it Liverpool fans? Yeah, it was Liverpool fans. You go to the football, right? You've travelled from Liverpool to Norwich. You know that's a fair journey. Well, they know. haven't because I swear it was Liverpool at home. So was it? I thought it was at Carrow Road. No, no, it is at Carrow Road. It was at Carrow yes. Road. Sorry, yes, I've got been... it. I've got it the wrong way around. Yeah, no, I've got... yeah so, you're right. You're right. So yeah, the, you've travelled from Liverpool to Norwich, which is like basically going from one side of the country. It is going from one side of the country to the other. You're obviously a pretty decent Liverpool fan if you've managed to get away tickets. And you just stand there shouting, you know, homophobic abuse at a 20-year-old. What what, what, <laughs> what went wrong? What These people, man. I don't. I just don't get it. They need yeah. to get along. I mean, that's my heroic bit of a, a bit of a rant over there, actually. But, um, yeah. I think right. but, yeah, we're moving on. Yeah, Newcastle, yeah let's, let's move on. Great game. Great game yeah. at St. James's Park. It was definitely a good little like advertisement for the Premier League. I mean, it was two teams that were shown that how not to defend. Yeah, it was just lots of attacking, really. I didn't know where the game was going to go. Uh, there was no Joe Willock. I think he would actually thrived in this game because it was so open. He did. He uh, came on the pitch at half-time, didn't he? And like said hello, and he sat with his mum and dad. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, you, you were saying that players like St Maximin are, are not going to be are not going to be the ones that are going to keep Newcastle up, but I think it, I think it was very telling. Almer and St. Maximin. Oh, all, all I they're, got... They're, they're going to keep them up. They're gonna all keep I up. got from the game is that St. Maximin is 
the best player in that team by an absolute country mile. Yeah, he's he, he's uh, like you. You were saying, you know, you don't want a player like that. You need. You were basically saying you need. Um, I don't know a- Ashley Young at thirty-five years old. That's not what I didn't say. I didn't use Ashley. So- I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I just you, if so backs around. I mean, uh, I mean, he's a good player, and I'm maybe you know I probably did say he's a luxury player, he's but not, he is. Though. He's not a luxury player. He's not like I look at Wolves last year. We didn't have anyone apart from our our said luxury player Adama, and Adama was the only thing that helped us score any. Yeah, but goals you have a semi-competent defence. I think Newcastle probably had no defending training sessions over the summer. If you look at the way they defended in this game, yeah, well, I I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But if you if you if you can't defend, then you might as well score. Yeah, but they so. can't score either. So. They scored two goals. They scored two goals. Yeah, they needed to score more than that. If... They've got Callum Wilson and some maximum up front. They're, they're going to score goals. They're going to score enough goals to keep them up. I, I really can't see it happening. And I'm sorry. Their defend, their, their def- I don't think they're that bad. I think they've got they've got Kieran Clark and they've got um, they've got Jamal Lascelles. Yeah, he's solid. I don't know if if you're using that as an as a as a positive point in argument that they've got Kieran Clark at <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever used uh, that as before but uh, no Cahill maybe they'll, maybe they'll get Cahill in I feel like every every club that's <laughs> in the country Everyone's is going to Gary Cahill's phone's not going to stop ringing but um, no, no all, all jokes aside I think Newcastle were Newcastle will score goals obviously St Maxime or whatever his name St Maxime St Maximan I mean he's a very very good player but um you know, if you look at him and you look at Ismaili Asar, I know which one I'd rather have my team. That's all I'm saying. Oh, honestly. Well, he's going to leave you anyway. Yeah, he's well, of course mate. he is, mate. He's, he's literally not going to stay at Watford. He's, he's playing too well. If he plays like this for the next couple of games, he's gone, mate. He's gone this window. He's a deadline day goner. Um, I, I think Wilson, I'm going to ignore that and just say uh, Wilson was a proper striker goal. He's such a handful. And, and so is St. Maxim. I mean... The first goal, he literally twisted and turned about four times. He probably made the West Ham player so dizzy that he just let him put the cross in at the end of the day. Well, yeah, Declan Rice, it was pretty poor from him. But then you're against a player that, in my opinion, is pretty much unplayable. Yeah, well, he's unplayable until you need him to turn up in a cold November evening away at Brighton and he just tries and does tricks or games and gives away the ball. Anyway, I don't understand why I've turned into an ASM hater, but I, I mean... Yeah, I don't know why you've turned into an absolute hater. He's, but, um, I think he's an I mean, baller. Matt Ritchie is a decent player as well, but he's not a defender. A lot of the Newcastle fans on Twitter were saying afterwards that, you know, this this man could not defend defend anything. And he's starting at wing-back, I believe, or left-back. I don't know how many players they're playing at the back, but... Yeah, he's 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 got a good cross on him, and maybe they should think about you know moving him back up to sort of the left wing. Well, yeah, he shouldn't be playing it. He should be playing it like in a in a back five. Well, he's a championship player, mate. So he should be yeah. playing in the championship, which is True. brilliant because you know they're going down. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll I, see. I, I bet now they won't. But yeah, I mean, West well, Ham. I mean, let, let's talk about West Ham. Let's just not talk about Newcastle. Um, Benarama, class. Yeah, man of the match. Uh, I thought that I thought Antonio. I mean, for a player, he's had a lot put on his shoulders purely because West Ham. They, they signed that Haller, didn't they? And he he wasn't very good. Uh, and Antonio's come, you know, come in and he's scoring a lot of goals for him. So fair play. Yeah, I mean, I'm bloody, I had Cavani in my f- 
fantasy team and then Antonio on the bench. Obviously, Cavani didn't play. And then they put on a player that got two points as opposed to Antonio's 13. I was fuming. Yeah. Absolutely well, honestly, fuming. yeah. I, I can't believe our bad fantasy's gone. I, I'm bottom. <laughs> Aren't you bottom? I did. Yeah, you have like 30 points. Yeah, I mean, if anyone listening actually wants to join, you could join and probably be ahead of me. Yeah, um, the Still. code's in the uh, Instagram bio. Yeah, which no one's in. Um, there's a but... few people. There's there's Sammy P, and I think Zen's in it. Yeah, and, well, and there's a guy named Harry. We need, to, we need to stop. We need to stop naming people on here because then they'll get embarrassed that they've been named on here for getting involved. <laughs> so it's, it's um, yeah. I mean, that could be anyone. Yeah, true. They actually don't know who those people are. Um, yeah, I mean, someone in the group whose name will not be. Uh, announced um got 98 points yeah wow. what big what what gun well that was my mate from home that was ridiculous i mean Tom he does that every year embarrassing 35 points yeah that's pretty poor that's pretty poor uh, well I mean, move on i don't want to talk about fancy anymore uh, about... anything else to say about west ham uh not really i think they'll i think they'll do quite well hopefully they'll get jesse lingard in and uh can't they'll, they'll finish in the top 10 i mean why wouldn't he go but why wouldn't you if you're Man United, why wouldn't you let Lingard go back to West Ham? West Ham aren't offering you enough. But what? Uh, but like, just send him out on loan again. They just have him on loan. Yeah. Honestly, I just I, he can't just he can't just stay at Man U. He needs to go. He needs to go. So, Mister Spreadsheet, what's your percentage for uh, Lingard to go to West Ham? I don't know. It was about twenty percent, but West Ham aren't giving up. So I th- I feel like a calculated decision. I've changed in the last five seconds to sixty percent. Sixty percent. Wow, so it's more likely going to happen than it isn't. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think Lingard's going to go. Well, what isn't going to happen is Man City are going to go not go unbeaten because they've lost. Yeah, Nuno shithouse. <laughs> Dream start for Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. He is a really good manager. Uh, and the Spurs team did look completely different in the fact that they were gritty, determined. They worked as a team. They fought for every ball. Huge tackles. So I love the new changes to refing. Tackles were going flying and it was all being let let through. Yeah. Tanganga, man of the match. To have a to have a player in a game like this that doesn't need to have someone help him double up on Sterling and Grealish on the same side was just brilliant. I mean, that must be such a help for your team having a guy that can go. Yeah, don't worry, I don't need help. You guys just stay in your positions. You might your your players. Sterling, I've got him in my back pocket, and he did. Tanganga was man of the match. He was absolutely unreal. Can't argue with that. Deli Ali uh, played very well. Ran his socks off. I mean, it's brilliant to see his sort of return. I think, yeah, he's. He, I, I don't really know what happened to him, but I'm. I'm happy to see a sort of renaissance. And he, he ran the most out of anyone on the on the pitch. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if he actually played very well. I didn't watch the game, but um, I know that he ran the most. He might have just been running in circles at the end to no, try and get stuff. No, he was. Up. He was good. No, he he was good. I mean, I, I was I was listening to a pre pre sort of match like conference with different panellists and they were saying it was just too soon for him to become so big of a player um, have so much put on his shoulders and now you know finally hopefully he's going to you know go back to the player he was I mean he went from being this angry man that liked to muck in and win challenges and go past players to someone that every time he got poked dived showboater and hopefully now well with the with Nuno he definitely won't be a showboater he'll definitely be a mucky player again and hopefully that will be that will be good for Spurs yeah. I hope Kane I hope Kane stays uh, I hope he doesn't go to City 
Sorry, I had to. Uh, I had yeah, to cough okay. off mic. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, I hope he stays. I just, I hope, I hope he stays. I, I, I think that after watching that game, I mean, it was a bit of a shame for Man City because they didn't have Carl Walker playing, and they definitely missed him because they got hit on the counter attack because it was just Nuno tactic counter attack. And City have always been quite weak with counter attacks, and it's always been down to Carl Walker with his athleticism and his great ability on a uh, like one on one with an attacker shutting it down um, they, they missed him and it also meant that Cancelo had to play on the right which is not where he belongs no. and also they had to play Mendy who is probably the worst fullback I've ever seen he's <laughs> absolutely awful he I can't don't understand how he how he is worth so much and it, it's like that there was that joke after he won the World Cup and he was celebrating after he played about 22 minutes there was a joke going around that he's like that kid after school that gets excluded but then like hangs out on his BMX afterwards to like yeah. try and get in on all of it. I mean, he, he just isn't a very good... I mean, obviously he's a very good player and he plays in the Premier League but, I mean, I was speaking to my mate who's a City fan and he basically said he prefers Zinchenko to play over him and I think that says everything you need to know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah he he just wasn't very... I mean, someone else that looked out of their depth was... The, Nathan Ake. I mean, I'm, I don't know why he started over John Stones after the no, I don't know the either. Euros John Stones had. Um, Maybe someone can tweet us and uh, let, us let us know why Ake started because surely there's something going on that means. Yeah, but Son's goal. I mean, when he when he said Son scored, I thought I'd just be like a tapping or whatever. But That's it was great goal. brilliant goal. He. I mean, I don't know if. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say this very quietly, but if Kane does come back, will Spurs be able to play in the way that they did, or will it be yeah, detrimental? I think no. He... I think I think they want Kane back. I think any team will want mm. Kane back. Oh, of course. I, he could just play. He'll he can play counter. He can play anything. He he would fit into I think basically any system. Harry Kane, some better than others. Obviously, I think if you're in possession a lot, he he shoots that more. And anything with sort of high tempo, I think Harry Kane quite sort quite likes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You never know. Nuno might not play. I mean, he played four at the back, didn't he? But then he did change to a five at the back later on to shore it up. He, he loves doing that. God, he did that so much for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, ten minutes to go. Yeah, five at the back. We love it. Yeah, but it won you games. And it got you promoted and it got you to the Europe. So, I think lots of Spurs fans sort of rolled their eyes when Nuno was appointed. But I think that was very premature. I think, obviously... He's going to become a fan favorite very quickly, and you know there's he, a there's a get reason. so much out of those players. He'll yeah, get so he will. Much out well, of those they'll, players. they'll give 100% for him, as you know, as they did for the Wolves, as you were so aware. I think Grealish didn't play too badly. I think it's very easy for people to make jokes about it, but I mean, it's his first game. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be a different game for him because yeah. he's just playing in a Villa side where sometimes they're under the cosh quite a lot, and when he gets the ball, he's got lots of space in front of him. Uh, and he works best when he's sprinting. I mean, he's the, the fastest ball carrier in the league last season. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, so he works when he's going. Works best at full tilt. Uh, but it's not gonna be like that for him this season because he's gonna be in a city team where they're gonna have a lot of the ball. They're gonna be around the the opposition's box quite a lot, and he's gonna have one or two players in front of him at all times and not have much space to run into. So he's gonna have to change his game. I don't think he'll be the player he was for City that he was at Villa. I think for at Villa, he was a £100 million player. Uh, but I think at City, I don't think his price tag will end up being worthy. No, but he will um, he obviously will perform and I think he'll take time to adapt, but he'll probably end, you know, he'll have a lot of years at City and he's obviously going to play under Pep. He's going to become, you know, some aspects will become a better player and other aspects, you know, he will lose 
But it's like, you know, you go from being a big fish in a small pond to being a small fish in a big pond. And that's why Zaha didn't work out at United. And that's why, you know, each year players make get a big move, whether it be from League One to the Championship or, you know, Championship to the Premier League, and it just doesn't work out for them because... And also the quality he's going to be facing, you know, at Villa, you know, teams didn't couldn't really afford to double up on him because... You know they they have to attack team like Villa, but teams like City, they can afford to double up on him and and neutralise him because, you know that's the way you win against Man City is you neutralise the best players and catch them on the counter. So. Yeah, I think I think it'd be great great in the uh, Champions League. Oh yeah, I, can't I think wait. I think it'll tear up because games like that are so much more open. Uh, yeah. I think open games. I think when they play teams like Liverpool and United, Chelsea, when the games, when the both teams gonna be going at each other, I think it'll be unreal. Because there'll be so much more space for him, and he suits games like that. I think scrappy games. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think he'll still. Do, I think he'll play well at City. I just think he's his game will have to change, and we'll see. Yeah. Well. Great. That's yeah, all the games. Are. Yeah. Um. We've got some. One thing we wanted to talk about was the refing for the weekend. Yeah, it was a lot better, wasn't it? It was so much better, honestly. Um. Uh, did you watch the interview? Uh, I didn't uh, actually catch it, Jamie Carragher. I, I mean, you you spoke yeah, very highly of it. it. Yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth a watch. Uh, Carragher basically talks uh, to a couple of refs, um, and yeah, it, they they just they're just allowing things to run smoother. They they they've taken it off the back of the Euros and they've sort of rolled with it. I mean, the offside rule has changed where you can now be in line and not offside. Yeah, well, the Fernandez uh, goal. Um, I think for his hat trick would have been offside last year, but actually yeah. it that it's they've taken a more common common sense approach to it, which yeah. is brilliant because you know there's no point drawing tiny lines lining up people because it's not a clear and obvious area error, and that's what VAR was introduced to uh, to combat. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. It, there was a, there was an example in the Watford games I said earlier where you know Mike Dean last season probably would have gone back for a foul on, on our midfielder Kuka but actually they allowed play to go forward and we ended up scoring a goal and uh, you know like you say it's it's makes football more interesting and because the fans are back fans don't want to be sat there for three four minutes during a VAR review you know and because you know there's we haven't got time to go into it now but there's so many issues with the way that VAR conduct their review as opposed to the, the way they do it in rugby or cricket Um but I mean, VAR is going to play lesser a role this season. The the refs are going to be trusted more, I think, because they've obviously gone back and watched the Euros, but also they've taken feedback from last season. Um, and you know, I, I just there's a lot of games, you know, what that I did catch. Uh, you know, the Brentford game, it definitely felt that there was a a greater level of sort of intensity and stuff to it because the game wasn't being stopped every five seconds. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. There's no soft penalties anymore, which is great. I think teams like City, with players like Riyad Mahrez, uh, won't be getting as much from this season, which is great. That's what I love. Um, and uh, I think the game's just so much more flowing now. Um, it's nice. I mean, you look, watch the Spurs City game. Uh, Spurs were just flying into tackles, and it was great. That's what football's all about: big challenges, making the crowd roar. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited by this refing this year. Hopefully, it'll be a lot better. Hopefully, long may it continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we've got any more updates? Uh, well, we spoke about Gary Cahill's uh, availability to every club in the in the world. Um, yeah. Tammy Abraham looks to be off to Roma. 
He is. He is off. He's he's just waiting for a permit now. Um, but yeah, thirty four million. I mean, what are the odds that they're going to sell him for thirty four million and buy him back for a hundred in three years' time? Oh, <laughs> I can't quite imagine high. It that high. I mean, it's a shame. <laughs> Abraham obviously under Lampard was Chelsea's vocal point, and I understand why they brought in Werner, but he he has been very badly treated by Chelsea. I think. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's. I'm really happy that he's not going to like a a sort of mid-table Premier League club. He's actually going to an a, an Italian team like Roma. I feel like his game will definitely suit the Italian league. You know, if you look at players that have succeeded in the the Italian league, you know, his game is is similar to players. Yeah, he's um, just very physical and athletic. He is, and, 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 and that's sort of player is. He's he's he gives a hundred percent every game, and he he gets those. He's a striker's striker. He's not. You know, like we said earlier, with Firmino is sort of a defensive striker. Abraham is in that box, and he's waiting for those those balls into the middle. So that'll be very exciting to see how he how he does, and you know, maybe it might lead to a way back into the England side for him. You know, you never know; you can't rule these things out. But yeah. I think it's great that players, you know, are sort of willing to move abroad now. You know, five years ago, ten years ago, that would not have been the case. But you know, players like Bellingham and Sancho have really led the way and and shown other players. I'm sure. Abraham, I know, obviously it's a different country, but he probably would have been in contact with with players that have played abroad before, and sort of said, "Oh, is it worth it?" And and obviously he's decided it hasn't. And you know, it's a decent price tag for Chelsea, though. I mean, the thing is, it's a shame that they're selling one of their academy prospects, who actually is a decent player, and signing a player for a hundred million. But I guess that's football. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Burnley are hopefully going to sign Cornet. I know that's Leon. that's. I mean, you spelt Leon as in Leon down the pub, not Leon as in the <laughs> French city. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, yeah, we 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 know we know what I meant. And you spelt um, itinerary quite funnily, quite funny as well. I mean, itinerary. Itin- 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 <laughs> and uh, Harland has got an R in it, so this is great. I love reading uh, Tom's t- Google Docs. Um, I'm gonna kill you, but yeah, yeah. no, it, it's very unburnly like signing. Hopefully, mean, it goes through, and hopefully, they play some a bit less boring. But I still hope they go down. Does that mean um, that McNeil might be on the way out, or will they play in tandem? If McNeil goes, I will. It will be like that Jeremy Clarkson meme, where it's like McNeil left Burnley. Oh well, anyway, because <laughs> okay. honestly, I couldn't care less about Dwight oh, Neal. Well. Oh, he's, he's awful. He's, he's oh, not even good right. player. I thought you were singing his praises last week, but I wasn't singing his praises. I was saying that he's probably if they could sell him for twenty million, I'd sell him. Yeah, because uh, I don't think he's a, he's that great, really. Um, you you know more than I do on this, but was Philip Coutinho linked with Leicester? Did I read that correctly? Yeah, I think everyone's. I think every Barca player is going to be linked with everywhere because what they're in over a billion pounds. I know. Worth I saw debt. that today. Yeah, that's mad. Uh, so yeah, I think they're just they're generally screwed. I mean, we're probably going to sign one another Barca player. I imagine. I hope, surely, because they're, they're just any of them. It doesn't matter how good yeah. they are, just because he plays at Barca. Uh, I think Wolves are going to sign a uh, Diawara from, uh, from that Roma. household name. <laughs> yeah, well, he's basically a, a combative centre mid, quite agile, um, hardworking. So hopefully, we will sign him, and he can play with Neves and Matinho can. Uh, take his Zimmer frame and retire. So yeah. that'd be good. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's not really any more updates to be fair. Of any no, sort of, not really. We've also been been recording for a, quite an a hour. Now. God, if if you've made it this far, I'm sorry that your life has got to this point. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, I'm uh, very sorry. But also, fa- thank you. Well, I guess. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Right. Um, Just us, <laughs> one waffle for the last hour, but. 
you know, there's been some good content yeah, produced. F- find us, find us on Instagram, find yes. us on Twitter, find um, us on the socials. We're like, yeah, we're gonna be really trying to push the socials, try and get our name out there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying trying to get up there. I mean, we don't, we're we're not too bothered. We're we're literally just doing it for our own fun. It's just a bit of fun, but isn't it? Yeah, you but... never know. <laughs> you never know. So. It's all yeah, exactly. Well. I'll uh, I'll speak to you next week. Yeah, see you all next week.